Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm happy that you can join me today in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs as we discuss photography, business, and oh yeah, that sometimes messy thing that we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. Boca Podcast listeners, welcome back to the show. We are here for a brand new episode, a brand new guest as well, Katie Pearson, who is a portrait and wedding and kids and family and seniors and kind of a little bit of everything photographer from Rhode Island. Is that right, Katie? Yes, Cumberland, Rhode Island. Perfect. Well, I, I have to say again, and I know I said it before we started recording, but thank you for doing this podcast interview today, for making time for us. And, um, and we're going to actually get into a brand new topic today too, which is a big deal because I've recorded now almost 300 episodes for the podcast. Wow! And one of the biggest challenges of course, is making sure that we don't um, get too repetitive. I want to make sure that we're adding something fresh all the time. And, um, so to that point, we're going to actually be talking about how to effectively manage children or kids during a portrait session today, because let's all, I mean, I have two kids myself. They're quite a bit older now. Uh, but I know what it's like to have little kids, to engage with little kids. Um, of course, I was also a wedding and portrait photographer. I know what that can be like. It can be tough. And you have a good bit of experience with this. And we're going to actually get to some tips and tricks as to how to best manage kids during a portrait <laughs> session. And so we'll go there here in a little bit. But as we normally do at the podcast, um, we're going to start with a question about brand position, because I think this is a topic that really can't be stressed enough, the significance of it as business owners in our efforts to market ourselves. How do you set yourself apart from fellow photographers there in your Rhode Island market? What is your brand position? Well, my, on my welcome page on my website, I have a tagline that says, let's go out inside and play because I like to make the point that we're going to go outside. Mostly all my sessions are on location and I like my work to be colorful and playful and fun and just outside enjoying the nice weather that we're having. And it just makes a lot more easier and fun for everyone. Um, and I also just say that my purpose is to capture love relationships and milestones presented in a fun and colorful way. And my goal is to tell your unique story, portray personalities and experience real moments. Yeah. Well, and I have to give you props too, for putting that up there front and center. Um, I love the simplicity of, and, and, and really how concise this, the phrase, let's go outside and play, or the statement, let's go outside and play is, uh, the reality of course, is that there are just gobs of photographers that photograph outside, but honestly, I don't, I've never heard any photographer come out or read any photographer come out and say specifically that, and so I, I like the specificity of it. In that sense, I like the uniqueness of it. There are something that's become more popular as of late is, is to refer for photographers to refer to themselves as adventure photographers. And of course, innate to that is this idea of being outside. But this has a more of a focus on certainly family work, family portrait work. Right. And the idea of going outside and playing really conjures up some great imagery. So props to you right. for, for coming up with something very, very lovely. Thank you. Yeah, my um, well, my business name too is Divine Wreath Photography. Divine Wreath are two family names. Okay. So one one's my dad, one's my mom. So my mom used to say to me all the time when I was little, she would just 
like I'd be playing video games or I'd be watching TV and she'd come over and she'd shut the TV off and she'd say, go outside and play. So it's just something that like, Oh, I like that. Like, yeah. I just try to put full, full circle with my family business yes. name and just, you know, where I've come from, you know, like, let's just not be inside. Let's go outside and let's just use the elements and work with what we have. And it usually just comes out so much better. Like I just light up when I go outside, when I see kids running around, I just feel like that's just, it's just my own personal taste. You know, obviously studio portraits are beautiful and great. Sure, sure. I, I just, my personal preference is to go outside and play and have fun. And it just, I feel like it's easier for everyone. Well, you know, this is a great example too. First of all, I love that, that you're tying in your family history <laughs> and your childhood to that, that phrase, that yeah. position, if you will. I also like what you can do with that phrase. You know, it's one thing to come up with a tagline. The, the cool thing about your so-called tagline is that it also represents what your business does. It's one thing to be right. cute. It's another thing to come up with a tagline that you can actually do something with in marketing. And your marketing efforts, I mean, what you could do to play off that phrase, I, I mean, I, as a as a <laughs> marketer of sorts, I could, I could go to town with that. That's a lot of fun. And for those of you <laughs> yeah. listening in, this is a great example of, first of all, a, a brand position of sorts. Um, I mean, realistically, the service that you offer is is largely portrait work, right? Is it majority portrait versus yeah. wedding? Yep. It's, um, yeah, families, kids, and I also do some weddings. I'm a little bit more pickier with weddings. Yeah. But yeah, and seniors too. Those are like my, my main focus. Okay. Yeah. Well, but that, with that being said, that, again, that so-called tagline or brand position, this notion of going outdoors to photograph and to do so in a playful manner, uh, for those of you listening in, this is a great example, not only of a brand position, but a brand position and a tagline that you can do a lot of creative things with. I mean, when it comes to the theme of a website, um, the theme of a marketing campaign on Facebook or on Instagram, this is a really lovely example. So again, props to you, Katie, for, for something really, really great here. And I don't want to get stuck too long on this, but it's, it's such an important topic, I think, for all of us, especially as crowded as the photography industry has gotten. Right. We need to be able to distinguish ourselves in what we're doing. So talk to me about your experience as a, a photographer, professional photographer. And, and actually, first, how long have you been a professional photographer? Um, I started about seven years ago. Okay. And I didn't become full-time until this year, actually. No <laughs> way. Re- yeah, it took me a really long time to make the jump. So the rest of the time, were you shooting kind of part-time a little bit here and there on the side? I was working for a company, a toy company, actually, and I was doing commercial photography for them and ah. also laying out catalog pages and okay. things of that nature. So I did that for 10 years and I was doing this on the side as well. And I just loved being outside more so than anything and working with kids and yeah. families. And yeah. that just made me so much more happier. So I had to, I had to do it. <laughs> good for you. Well, good for you making a move towards something that you knew you enjoy. A yeah. lot of people talk about that, but don't necessarily follow through. You actually followed through on it. So props to you for that. But I'd be curious from your experience, both being a part-time and a full-time photographer, um, and then also mm-hmm. photographing for another company. What would be the the first piece of advice that you'd want to give to a fellow professional photographer if you had 15 seconds? I would tell them that customer service is a priority. Mm. Make sure that your clients are happy from beginning to end. Yeah. From the initial inquiry to the final, you know, you give them a gallery or prints or whatever, how you handle your business. Just make sure they're happy from beginning to end. A lot of the times, like the comments that I receive after, everything's all said and done is that I've been accommodating and patient. So it has nothing to do with photography. It's just more of just being there for them and listening and just anything happens on the session or like, you know, with kids, you know, yep. kids fall, kids trip or 
they have tantrums and just remaining calm, patient, communicating that everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. You know, just keeping calm and go with the flow, be prepared for anything and handle it professionally. Well, first of all, the, the about pictures on your website, for those of you listening in, um, <laughs> divinewreathphotography.com. We'll link to this in the show notes. It's D-E-V-I-N-E-R-E-I-T-H photography.com. <laughs> And of course, uh, also on Instagram, Divine Wreath Photography. We'll link to both of these in the show notes. But if you go to the About page on Katie's website, Katie, your your smile is just like so full of energy and excitement. And I was <laughs> oh, just talking you. to another photographer about the significance of energy and how we bring energy to our relationship with our clients. And I can imagine how that translates not only to the adults, but to the kids as well. Yes. But it yes. is so, so yes. true that the experience that we create, the way that we engage with our clients or potential clients, in many cases makes a bigger difference even than the the photography itself. And I know that we've probably kind of beat this topic to death, but I've mentioned before in the podcast that as a wedding photographer, the number of times that I have heard, you're such an incredible photographer before <laughs> a client or you know family of a client has ever seen an image is, is such a, it, it just, it speaks to the significance of how we engage with our clients. And uh, yeah. so this can't be stressed enough. And I'm glad that you bring this up. We, we'll continue to say it because it's so, so important <laughs> that we, that we engage with our clients in this way to create a good experience. Talk to us about free time, though, because it, you have a family and mm-hmm. you run a business and there's a lot to keep up with on both ends. How do you balance things? How do you make time for yourself and for your family, despite being a, a business owner as well? <laughs> so the first big thing was um, outsourcing editing to Photographer's Edit. Oh, no um, way. Okay. So was, I, I know yeah. I say this occasionally, but I, I didn't even know this was coming. This was not a setup at all, no, so, but I yeah. appreciate the shout out as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I was working full time, October is always the busiest time of year for, you know, for us in New England, like the, the foliage, everybody wants, you know, Christmas card pictures. So October is usually the busiest month. And also it was the busiest month in my full time job too, because we're getting out the catalogs for the new year. So I was working a lot and with the baby and tired. She was sick all the time. I was up all, all hours of the night. So I joined a photographer Facebook group and it came up just automatically about outsourcing editing. And I never heard of it before. <laughs> and then everyone, a ton of photographers recommended photographers edit. So I went on the website and yeah, I sent like just one batch. I'm like, might as well just try it and see how it, how it is. And yeah. then comes back a couple of days later and, and just that time away, I feel that like two days or three days or whatever it is, it just gives me like, I can focus on something else, either business-wise or family-wise too. Yeah. And then when it come, images come back, it just like, it, it just gives me like a, just a new sense of like a new look at it because if I were to sit there and I also, I also like contemplate over and over again, I'm like, is this the right color? Does this look good? Like I'm always like contemplating in my head. So just to get step away from it couple days it comes back it's just like a, a new fresh look on it which is great because then I can just give it to my clients and they're happy and then it's it just worked out so great so I just kept using guys and I'm so so much happier that's really cool well first of all thank yeah. you for your business and and also thank you for the shout out I mean it's encouraging to know that the effort that we're making because things are crazy or they can be anyway quite crazy behind the scenes and most of most yeah. of the time our clients or potential clients don't see the effort that we put not only into the actual editing process, but 
also making sure that our clients have the best possible experience. And this is a tough job. We've been doing it for over 10 years. There's a lot that goes right. on, but I just, mm-hmm. it, it's so rewarding and encouraging to know that ultimately it's making a difference, not just on a business level, but on a personal level too. And that's our biggest goal is to, Hey, let's make sure that photographers have a little bit of extra time in their life for the significant people in your life. And by the way, your daughter is adorable. There are also <laughs> pictures of Katie's daughter on her about page. Um, Ellie, is that right? Yeah, she's oh sassy. <laughs> oh, she is. She is absolutely gorgeous. And, and I, it's a lot of work. I know having a, a young child, mine are 17 and 14 now, and I miss the yeah. younger stage too. There are elements of that. They're just, oh, I miss oh, it yeah, so it much, is. but um, she's beautiful. But anyway, all that to say to have time for your daughter, to have time for your husband and to have time to do other things besides sit in front of a computer. It's so significant. And that's so much of what this podcast is about. And of course, what Photographer's Edit is about. So I appreciate the shout out. I appreciate you sharing your experience with that as well. And for those of you listening in, you know, this isn't just about editing either. I mean, there are other elements of your business that you can delegate either to a, to a service, a piece of software to automate. There are other third parties out there that can help with album design, certainly putting your album together for you, accounting work, admin work. I mean, the list goes on. If you have an opportunity to be able to delegate something, do that. So it frees you up to focus on the stuff that actually matters most to you. This is a great, great lesson. Talk to yep. us about a business or self-help book that you've really loved. I'm currently reading Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. I know that's been mentioned before on the podcast, but I just like how relatable and real it is. And it always just makes me laugh. Like the first sentence of every chapter, I just laugh every time. Wow. It's just, yeah, it's really, really cute book. Yeah, it's just very relatable. And it's just, I love it. (laughs) What's the biggest takeaway for you so far through that book? Just like, it's okay to fail. And it's okay to be, Mm. you know, who you are and just embrace like, I think for a while, too, I was contemplating, like, oh, I should be, you know, more studio because everyone loves backdrops and props. And I just, the more I did it, the more I didn't like the outcome of it. So, mm. you know, it's okay to be true to yourself. Like, I think there are people who want to go outside and just have playful pictures. Yep. And you don't have to please everyone. Just please yourself and, and your client, too. You want to work together, attract the people that want what you're putting out there, you know? So things like that. Yeah, that's it's just a great book that to read and like how she balances out with family life as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just a really great, great book. Also, Boca too, because of all the show notes, it's just great to, even if I don't have time to like listen to all of it, if I can search on the podcast and just, you know, anything that you need to learn about or you're mm. interested in learning more, it's just great to um, have those show notes that you can just look up all the tips. So I have like a list of stuff that I need to read. Wow. <laughs> so I just, just have to get there. I need and, to have um, you on the podcast more often to give us all these lovely <laughs> shout outs. I, but I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because, you know, I mentioned the pot, the, the show notes pretty much on every episode because there is a mm-hmm. lot of information there. And shout there out to is. Haley, who is listening in right now and editing this episode, who does all the work to put that information together. Uh, but it's yeah. a it's a wealth of information, not just an outline of the, the major points from the conversation, but also links to the mm-hmm. various resources and so forth. I'm so glad that you that you mentioned that. And of course, we'll link to the book that you mentioned, uh, Girl, Wash Your Face, as well in today's show notes. If anybody listening in, just go to Boca, B-O-K-E-H, podcast.com, and you can find that there. And um, also one last one was just Creative Live. But the people that I found on there, um, Elena Blair, the lifestyle photographer, yeah. I really like her style of work. One thing that I took away mostly from her was just telling your clients, like, don't look at me, like, just stop looking at me, look at each other, interact. And you kind of have to direct and guide your clients a little bit, but then their own unique story is going to come out on on their own. But you have to tell them to like, not. I think there's still just that stigma of like, you have to look at me and you have to look and smile perfectly. Mm. And of course, you know, you, you should do here and there because 
every grandmother or somebody in the family would want a nice picture like that too. But I just, I love the candid or like interaction moments, walking, playing, running around. Yep. It's just really fun too. She was really great. And also, um, by the way, how do you spell her name? Can I, cause I'm actually looking it up on Instagram as we talk now. Um, E L E N A Alina, it's Alina Blair and B L A I R. Okay, cool. Photography. Yeah. And, and we'll link to her in the show notes as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is, the reality is most of the time when we're looking at fellow family members or our kids or significant others, whoever it is that's in our life, they're not posing for a camera. And so it's nice to actually have images that remind us of of day-to-day life. And I I think that's really, really lovely. Because it goes by so fast too. You know, you want to remember, especially now that I'm a mom, I feel like ever since I became a mom, I just photograph a lot differently than I used to. You know, it's not all about being perfect anymore. Like you have to embrace embrace everything you know <laughs> yeah well your perspective changes for sure right yeah Absolutely. that's really great yeah. yeah we'll we'll link to elena's uh instagram in the show notes it's actually elena elena's blair underscore oh, photography yes. sorry no, yep. no worries at all we'll put that in the show notes for everybody else if, if you want to go check out that work as well thanks so much for sharing all of that that's really lovely no problem so talk to us about the most unusual item in your camera bag. And as I have said on multiple episodes before, this doesn't have to be a camera or a lens. Um, one of the most interesting things to me, actually, that I've heard so far in the segment of the episode is um, a glue dot. Like I never thought about the idea of using a yes. glue dot and how you could use that for so many things. So what's what's that unusual item in yeah, your camera bag? That's a good one. Um, it's a small handbag that has a picture of a camera on it. Okay. <laughs> And um, it's just all kinds of things from like the travel section at Target. <laughs> no way. Okay. So, so like bobby pins, safety pins, band-aids, um, a pen, gum, Q-tips, aspirin yeah. tissues, like all those little things that like kind of you'd find like a lady's bathroom at a wedding. <laughs> just like all the little travel items that just fit perfectly in a little small bag that I just put in my camera bag just in case if something happens at a wedding or, and I usually, usually use it pretty much all the time. Okay. I go in it all the time. Yeah. Well, and you know, when we talk about, again, the simple things that we can do to create a better experience for the client, it, it's funny mm-hmm. how, yeah, what we may be able to capture a really great image at a session or at a wedding or event. Um, but the thing that they may remember is the fact that you know, within 10 seconds of them cutting themselves, we had a Band-Aid available for them yep. because it's right it's there. So it's, it's those little details like that that can really make a massive difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you said this is something that you actually got from Target? Oh, um, I don't know. I actually got as a gift, but it's just like a little pouch, like a zipper bag. And then I just, I replenish wherever I go, like any like uh, pharmacy oh, okay. store or Target. And then I just buy like, and I just replenish all, like just take a little Target run and then get all the stuff in the travel section and fill it up. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I gotcha. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great, great tip. Okay, cool. Well, we'll, uh, for those of you listening in, if you don't have something like that with you to take the shoots, make sure you do. Cause that, that is such a great, great idea. Let's talk about photographing kids. And I know that you said mm-hmm. you've been shooting now for, for seven years. Have you been photographing kids from the very beginning? Yes. So I actually started in college. I was majoring in art education and we had to take all kinds of subjects uh, for every every subject in the art realm. So I took photography and I didn't realize like how much I loved it. Like it was I, I just felt natural. It felt great. Yeah. So I picked my niece and nephew as a as a series uh-huh. and I ended up yeah, I ended up photographing them for a year and a half and I loved the progression. Like it just started off as very like, you know, them smiling and looking at me. And then it turned into, you know, really thinking outside the box and being creative. And so that kind of started it. That's where it began. And then 
when I was at my corporate job, I asked to bring models in because I was still longing for children and like interaction with, you know, models, families or, or, you know, children with the products. So they would come in, but still, I was like, this still isn't like what I want, you know? So, and then I just started, our friends were starting to have babies. And then I just said, no, can I take like a family portrait? You know, something that I, you know, I love photography. I'm looking for a creative outlet. Something's missing. And I just want to fill this because I'm, I, I need to, you know, it's sure. just something that you need to do. So yeah, I did. I just started photographing friends, kids and whoever would let me <laughs> for a long time. And then um, it just kept building up, building up. I just got a great portfolio. And then finally this year I was like, okay, I can, I think I can do this now full time. So now were you posting yeah. those photos to Facebook and kind of getting other clients, quote unquote clients or, or opportunities to photograph as a result? Yeah. Yep. Just Facebook alone and Instagram only the past year and a half or so. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to start hopefully soon, uh, soon Pinterest and everything too. So yeah, I'm just slowly starting to, I'm very, very slow with all of this though. <laughs> Props to all the photographers that just jump in and, and do it like right away. That's amazing. Yeah. It took me a really long time, but, um, well, but, but I, I still have to, I mean, you talked about giving other photographers props. I have to give you props too for still making it happen because there are so many people in, in life that talk about doing the thing that they, that they love to do or that they dream to do. And they never mm-hmm. do it, sadly, you know, for whatever the reason. Mm-hmm. And so you you still made it happen, regardless of however long it took. You're still doing it now. And so kudos to you for that. And, <laughs> Thank and you. not only that, I mean, it, for everybody listening in, if you want to go check out Katie's work, you can. There's some really beautiful work there on her Instagram. And you can also go check out her website as well. What type of sessions right now? I think you alluded to this briefly earlier, but what type of sessions are you photographing these days that involve kids? Mostly like the families. It'll be like a family of four or five then mom dad or whoever like two parents or two guardians and then like children and then also mini sessions it's just half the time 25 minutes instead of an hour okay and that's always fun with two or three year old and then um i'll do occasional newborns and cake smashes those are inside so i'm trying to step away more from that just because i technically will do those sessions indoors because of you know newborns i just like to keep them warm and cozy, comfy, and then cake smashes, it's a mess. So I like to keep it contained inside. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, pretty much like the, the outdoor ones are the, the family sessions and mini sessions. Okay. So what, I mean, obviously, as we've already alluded to, kids can be a little bit crazy. You've got a young <laughs> one. I've had young ones and I've mm-hmm. photographed countless kids at this point, but as cute as they can be, things can get a little bit crazy as well. And so mm-hmm. I have to ask from your experience so far, like what's one of the craziest scenarios that you've ever seen kind of play out in front of your camera? I have two stories. One's a quick one. Okay. One is just a friend of mine. Thank God. <laughs> so I knew her personally. Um, we were taking pictures and her son, I saw like a, a beautiful like rose bush and I was like, Oh, let's go in front of it. And he just ran backwards and thorns, all oh, in his no. punctured. Yep. Blood everywhere. So thank God I had band-aids. So just stuff like that happens all the time. Oh, like I'm kids sure. are constantly falling down. Yeah. I mean, you know, ruin their clothes, but that's why I tried to emphasize we're gonna be playing outside because it just happens. It's inevitable. Like it, it will happen. Someone will be bleeding <laughs> falling down. <laughs> It, yes, it just happens. It's, it's, and to me, like you just have to handle it. Like it's not a big deal. It's okay. We can clean it up and yep. we can keep moving on. Just go with the keep flow. it flowing. Yep. Yeah, just go, go with the flow. So there's that one. And then also I met a family of four. It was mom and dad and two kids. And I photographed them the year before at the newborn session. So now the youngest one was a year old. And I think the second child was about three. Three is usually like the age where it's 
it's pretty difficult. So um, <laughs> I met them and they just, the oldest one just started running, just ran away the whole time. And of course this is, I was new to photographing oh, family. Yeah. So I didn't really have like the tips that I know now, but I just felt like it was out of control. And, and honestly, I think like, I know <laughs> you expect like kids to be the crazy ones, but I think it makes it a little bit more difficult when the parents, when they just put more emphasis of like, really have so much time and you know, you have to pay attention. Like yeah, it just makes it out. sometimes, honestly, the parents make it worse than the kids. So I don't yeah. mind running after the child. So like, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind running wherever they will be. And they do, they usually play it up because they want to test the parents. And that's always what happens most, most of the time. Like they usually will not listen at all. So it's okay to like, I don't mind. I always say like, I don't mind running after them. We're going to go where they go and mm. then we're going to follow them. And then we'll play a game to make it seem like it's like a game and fun instead of let's sit on this blanket and look at me because it just doesn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, but it goes back to that idea of setting the tone. You know, like I think right. about myself as a parent and and I I know that there have been situations where my stress has affected the way my kids are feeling and probably then translates to how they act mm -hmm. in, in a situation. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've seen that with our own clients. And so then it's on us as the photographer in some cases to, to, get, to oh, set yeah. the right tone, like you said at the very beginning of our conversation. And I think that's so important to remember. Let's, let's make this really, really specific, though, and really practical for our listeners. Can yeah. you share some, some tips or tricks that have worked really well for you to help manage the kids? So, you know, even despite them running around and you having to chase them, you're ultimately able to get some beautiful imagery. Yes. So also what I have in my bag, because I want to separate like the key item I have in my bag, which yeah. is that little like the camera bag full of all the travel items. But this is also stuff that I have in my bag for kids. So I will always have um, bubbles and stickers on me ah. um, and you can buy them in bulk or the dollar store too. So like I'll have a roll of stickers and I'll put them right on my arm so they see how many and they're so cheap. I'll say like, if you're so good, I'll give you all of these stickers. So really? then that usually... Yeah, that usually helps. Okay. And bubbles, bubbles are good for little ones just to direct their attention to to you. So you can blow them and then they'll look in your way. They like to pop them. It's more interactive. So that's always good. My next one would be they're called shutter huggers. They, they're like little animals that go around the shutter and they have like a squeak at the bottom of them. Ah, so okay. And they're good for dogs too. I've had a couple dogs in <laughs> session. Yes. <laughs> and I, yeah, I use it squeak and their ears will tilt too. And they'll like, they'll make like the attention like to the camera. So that's, that's always good. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm actually curious as, as you're talking about these though, I'm going back to the first thing that you mentioned, the bubbles oh, yeah. and stickers, are they relevant to a particular age range? I mean, this may be obvious to some, but just, just to get as specific oh, yeah. as possible. I would say um, like two to three, sometimes even uh, four ages, two to four. Two to four there. Good. Okay. Yeah. And what about the shutter huggers? Where, where have you found the, the most results? or best results there babies probably um like six months and up okay. like till about like a year year and a half too and is shutter hugger is that is that a brand a particular brand or is that just kind of a general a general search that you can do on amazon yeah i think that's a search you can do on amazon yeah okay. shutter huggers okay yeah. cool the next one would be like a feather duster okay. uh, to tickle kids so you can be in like if they're shy i would start with their feet and like tickle their feet with the feather duster yeah. So that way they, you know, they're like, oh, she's, you know, or I'll tickle myself to let them know that this is soft. I'm not going to poke you with something. I'm okay. not, you know, because some kids get a little shy and a little stranger danger, especially right. with a camera. Yep. So, you know, it's like tickling their feet. And then, you know, then sometimes that will help them break out of their shell a little bit. And so would you say roughly that same two to four age range or does this, this work for older or younger kids too? 
I mean, sometimes adults too. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you have to tickle the they dad need to be sometimes. Tickled. Like, come on, dad. Like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I can totally see you doing that too. That's funny. Yeah, I've actually broke out, I think, my shutter hugger at like for groomsmen. <laughs> you know, if they're like, come on, lady. I'm like, all right, don't make me use it. And then they start laughing. Oh, like, oh okay. absolutely. You know? That's so, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I guess all ages, but... <laughs> mostly yeah two to two to four age just because they're so especially if they're in a new park they don't know yeah. and they just want to explore i mean oh, think about yeah. like if, if think about yourself you go to a new place for the first time you want to explore you want to go places you don't want to sit in one spot you know 100%, so yeah i'm i'm like so, a four-year-old myself i totally exactly. get exactly <laughs> so these these little things kind of like you know bring it together for a little bit so okay <laughs> my next one would be just acting silly you can't be afraid to sing dance just do whatever you have to do I usually make silly noises and get everyone involved too of, of trying to make what like the, the child happy or yeah just do it just do what you got to do <laughs> and you know I have to I have to be honest here I'm and probably many of our listeners who listen have listened for a long time know this about me at this point but I'm, I'm a little bit of an uptight personality so this would be a challenge for me I know that I have to kind of I mean, this sounds overly serious, I think, but like set ego aside a little bit and not worry yep. about how I look in the process of behaving yeah. in a silly manner. Yeah, I've learned just to like let it go. Like you just got to, yeah, I've had, I actually look up and parents are looking at me like I'm crazy, <laughs> but you just, you just have to like, like, I'm just like, do, 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 do. like you have to like, you know, make, you just have to be upbeat and energy yep. and, you know, not too annoying, but just enough to like make them, make them laugh, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, that's good. My next one, my personal favorite is the fart app. So No way. Okay. <laughs> it's an app that has fart noises and it's on my phone. And I usually that's like I I'll break that one out. Bubbles, stickers, tickling doesn't work. That's my my go to. That's your go to my fart app. Is there a is there a particular one? Because I know that there were a bunch of them on the, the app store there, I think, for a little while. I think I just searched fart app and it came up. I'm sure there are multiple <laughs> options that will do the job. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's like 20 noises and each one, some are short, some are long and yeah, it works great. And I'll usually like put it behind me. So it makes it look like I'm doing it and I'll say, Oh, it's me. And then they'll laugh so hard. Like usually. <laughs> and the parents are making faces at you again. <laughs> oh yep. And parents are like, Oh my God, this girl's crazy, but it, it works. The kids laugh or, or they'll definitely at least look at me. They'll look at the camera. So if they, if they're, if they want one picture of the child looking at me, so that's, a good way to get their attention because they're loud and it's funny and oh, it yeah. usually works great with like typically boys but girls too girls will laugh and <laughs> yeah it's, it's just fun <laughs> and also with the fart app i also kind of like tied in like youtube baby shark like baby shark oh, was really a big hit okay. this past season and yeah. like coco melon it's called they have like little songs and stuff for little kids that would usually work good. Sometimes I just put like the camera behind me, I just like crack open my phone and just, you know, do some YouTube action, just try to like sing with them, interact with them to get them comfortable. That's cool. Okay. That's a great tip actually. My next one, I usually sometimes I'll have the child, if they're shy, I'll have them come over and press my camera, like actually take the picture of oh, the family okay. to make them feel important and be like my assistant. I'll say like, Oh, yes. do you want to be my assistant? Come over, help me. Like I need help with my camera. Come over and help me with this. And they usually will love that. Especially if they're um, the youngest child, they'll, they'll like to feel important because they never like the big sister or big oh, brother, yeah. you know, yeah. a little psychology there. So. Yes. I love it. <laughs> the next one, when you initially meet them, I should probably put this the first one. When you initially meet your family, 
I get on their level. So I'll squat down and mm. put my camera behind my back and yep. just look at them in their eyes and just say, you know, big smile. You know, are you ready to have some fun? We're going to, you know, don't even mention taking pictures. Like we're going to go play. We're going to go, um, going to go explore this park and let, let's go have some fun just so they know that you're, you know, just be on their level kind of like a, almost like a, I don't know, like showing respect of their size, you know, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, you talk about the psychological element yeah. of, of how you engage with them. This is definitely one as well. Mm-hmm. And then also just having patience and never getting frustrated. So if something's not going your way, don't give up, you know, don't show that you're frustrated. Just say, Larry, let's move on to the next thing. And if, you know, if there's like a spot where really great lighting is, it happens to me all the time. You see something in your head, you're like, oh, I want them right there doing yeah. this. And then you take them over there and they go running the other way. You just have to, <laughs> you just have to remember to be like, okay, we'll come back to that. And, you, you know, go do what they want to do. And yeah. then say, all right, now that we did this, can we go back over here to this spot? And that usually helps. So just don't get so frustrated if it doesn't go your way that first moment that you, you say it, you know, oh, just yeah. go back, go back to it. Don't give up. And yeah. And just the last one would be to, you know, direct them to jump and twirl and walk around. I think kids think, too, they, they'll stand in front of me and go, cheese with a big fake smile because that's what their parents say to them to take pictures. So you can tell them, like, why don't you jump up in the air and, or make a funny face or twirl around and, and or run there to that place and walk back or something like that. So that way they're like, oh, okay, like this is – I can actually move around. It's yeah. not so – you know, I don't have to stay in one spot. And I think that helps too. Yeah, so. you don't have to be stiff. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really good. Okay, this so I actually wrote down 10 here, and this is this is really oh, good. I'm just going to run run back through them really quick because – um, yeah. and, and of course we'll, we'll list these in the show notes and link to as many different of the, the products that, that were mentioned as possible. But the mm-hmm. first thing that you mentioned was, was bubbles and stickers. Um, mm-hmm. secondly, the shutter huggers three was the feather duster to tickle not only the kids, but maybe even the parents, which is, which is yep. pretty funny. Uh, four <laughs> was being willing to act silly. Five was that good old fart app. Um, yep. six, I, I went ahead and wrote down YouTube as well. And the idea of bringing yes. up popular songs for the kids that kind of capture their attention. And like you said, sing along with them. I think that's a really, really great idea. And you got that tool right there. Seven, have the child use the camera or be an assistant, which is really cool because it, it probably not only gets them engaged, but it helps ease their whatever concerns there might be about that camera, that thing that's pointing at them. That's right. good. Eight was get on the kid's level. And I mean, that speaks for itself. That's such a great reminder nine, have patience, go with the flow. I mean, this is, you know, I, I think at least for me anyway, this is a great, just life lesson. It's a good reminder for all of us for anything really, but certainly yeah, as no. photographers and especially with, with kids. And then lastly, encouraging or directing the kids to, to jump, twirl, to move around. They don't feel like they have to be stiff. And I think that's a, that's a great thing too. And probably, I mean, if, if the expectations created ahead of time with the parents that the kids don't have to be stiff, it probably help ease their attention as well. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's really great. Now, mm-hmm. I know a lot of these things require using at least one hand. So are you one handing the camera the majority of the session, do you find? Yeah, I usually I have two cameras on me okay. and I usually will um, just so I'll start start in one spot and then like, you know, take some pictures. I'll just kind of like gauge the situation by how the energy is with them, too. I'll sure. like, you know, if mom and dad are kind of like more laid back and, you know, like, oh, yeah, go follow them. Go do what you have to do. You know, we'll come back to, you know, this this portrait or this pose, you know, next, you know, or if they seem more like frustrated that they're not they're not like paying attention for them, then I will try to really cap, you know, tell them like, OK, we really need to you know do this first and then we'll go to this place next. 
So it was kind of just gauge like their energy. And, um, and also I give out a questionnaire before the session. So I know exactly what they're looking for, like what their must have photo is. Ah. So I really will try to focus on that. Like what the client wants. Oh, sure. Yeah. Management of expectations goes both ways. Right. So I I think that's a great, great thing. But when I said one handing the camera, I was just thinking like you're, you've got like one hand, you've got the bubbles in one hand and then the camera in the other Uh or the feather duster in one hand and the camera in the other. Are you kind of multitasking throughout the session? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So I will like blow bubbles with one hand and then just have my other camera on my and then just just do wow. both. Yeah, both at the same time. <laughs> so I, and yep. I'm, I'm curious, maybe this is getting overly technical, but what what camera oh. are you using? And does the autofocus system work pretty well where you can you don't even have to stick your eye behind the viewfinder? You can just kind of shoot away as the kids are interacting with that feather duster. Oh, yeah. Um, I use Nikon. I have 810 and a 750. Okay. And yeah, I just do the autofocus. Yeah, it works really, really great. I do continuous focusing too. Yep. So because yep. they're moving so much and just a really high shutter. Yeah. And that works out pretty good. And usually like I will like I'll blow bubbles. I will, I will put them down, but just have them right next to me. And usually bubbles too for like, you know, kids are usually under three or so. Sure. They won't be moving that like that much. Like especially like, if it's a baby, they'll just be on like a blanket or they won't be moving around too, too much. So I'll have time to like close the cap or whatever, and then pick up my camera and manually do everything. Yes. So, wow. Wow. I, yeah. I'm not a good multitasker. I'm, I'm impressed by this, <laughs> this like one hand, the camera, another hand, a toy doing all this at once. But this has yep. been like, seriously, one of the most practical episodes I think we've done in a while. And I, and I love the simple tips that are applicable right away. It's going to be great for our listeners. So I, I really can't thank you enough for making time to share all of that with us. Will you just tell us one more time where our listeners can find you online, your website and social media? Of course. It's Divine Me Photography. It's all one word on website and Instagram and Facebook. It's D-E-V-I-N-E-R-E-I-T-H and then photography. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. We'll link to that in the show notes again, Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com. If you're listening in, you don't take advantage of the show notes. Uh, per Katie's recommendation, do so. And uh, we're going to have a lot in the show notes from today's episode. This has been really great. Katie, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast today. Will you let us know what you think by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or maybe in the Apple podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast, maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My direct email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com.